In this episode of The Full Nerd, X370 owners, no Ryzen 5000 for you. And just in time, Ryzen 5900X kind of showing up now in the U.S. and RTX TI rumors. Welcome to episode 175 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkas. I was going to try to copy Keith's accent, but it's not going to happen. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the horizontal and vertical, of course. Yeah, uh, I, I said in the pre-show, I'll say it again, may the fourth be with you, uh, just so we can get that out of the way, uh, and talk about the important <laughs> stuff uh, going on today, which is uh, which which is PC hardware. Um yeah, I think uh, I I messed up. I'm I'm going to say this one. I, I messed up the order. We should have talked about uh, the good news and then the bad news. Gordon pointed this out to me, but we're, we're going to have to talk about bad news first and then good news. Right? Well, Adam, I, guess, I know, right? It depends, Adam. It, it may actually be the correct order because if we follow the rules of forum discussions, mm-hmm. you you want to mention bad news and then you want to find a way to make that bad news worse for the bad news for those people. Uh, so that okay. would actually follow the proper order of internet discussions to let's make somebody feel bad, feel even worse. So that is, that is the correct order. I think, I well, think yeah, that's... We're, we need, or we have high expectations. We, uh, we have a, a first time person tur- turning, tuning into the live show, a uh, little wolf. Welcome. So, uh, glad to have you here. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, Gordon, what is what is all this about Ryzen five thousand not working on X three seventy? I thought, I thought I thought Ryzen five thousand could work across all motherboards. Hey. Wait, yeah. I have an X three seventy motherboard. Yeah, actually, that's the picture of your X three seventy motherboard, Brad. That's that's oh, there. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what I lifted for the story. If you go to pcworld.com, you can read it. Uh, basically, there's really. We are for X three seventy owners. There's really nothing new. Ryzen five thousand was not going to work on X three seventy. This was this much was known when they announced Ryzen five thousand and the new X five seventy chipset. They said like yeah, X three seventy not going to happen. Um, in fact, at the time they even said X four seventy is not going to happen either. Everybody got predictably angry. AMD did an about face and they did allow at apparently quite a bit of work to make x470 work because which, i mean go ahead which before we get too far into this i think was extremely the right move supporting x470 i i think it, it was especially because it was so recent i think it was also the wrong decision for a lot of reasons which is the amount of engineering work it took to make for x470 work the fact that you can't once you've updated the bios it won't work with older CPUs, it can get really messy, uh, and it doesn't really great make for a great customer experience. And of course, X370 was never going to work. And then maybe about December, there were some leaks that, whoa, look, there's a BIOS that enables Ryzen 5000 on X370. People got excited, you know, a lot of hushed tones, a lot of trading of BIOSes, a lot of posting of Ryzen 5000 running on those motherboards they were never supposed to run on. And of course, sort of the news this week or last week was that apparently the board maker who had enabled that support got talked to by a company. This is alleged and they're going to like, we're not going to, we're not going to do this anymore. But by the way, just kind of going to show you this board maker 
if this email is true, <laughs> says we're not going to do this anymore. But by the way, here's the last beta BIOS for that. Like, I mean, so good looking out, good looking out. Uh, <laughs> so basically, you know, uh, you know, I talked to AMD to like, are you basically going? Are you going around and telling board vendors? you shouldn't do this. No comment from AMD, but they basically said, Hey, look, this was never supposed to work in the first place. Look at this. We said this exact same thing. No change from us. We were never going to support it. They never said if they did or did not talk to board vendors, I will say WCCF tech did talk to some board vendors. I put out a few fuelers. Haven't heard back yet, but WCCF tech said, uh, Hassan over there wrote the story basically saying, yeah, AMD has been going around talking to people, that's what they reported. So apparently AMD is saying, you know, don't do this. We know you're doing it because clearly <laughs> people are posting these pictures. They're all talking about it. There's buzz over this. So, you know, please don't do this. Um, you know, the big question, of course, is why don't do this? And X370 was the original uh, chipset for Ryzen. You know, it was pretty rough. Uh, if everybody remembers back to the original Ryzen launch, amazing core count for value, but it definitely was not the best polished thing out there. Mm. So not great. Um, and AMD is basically, if WCCF tech is, is, is the reporting is correct is saying, please don't do this. So realistically, nothing has changed for X370 people except that. People talking about it on internet forums has sort of wrecked the back door. Kind of, you you don't talk about it, we don't make you stop it. But apparently, there was too much talking about it, so hmm. they not, got I'm, they got stopped. As an ex, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, uh, Al Bundy says uh, it's a commercial decision, not a technical one. Is is that? I mean, it's it's somewhat true, but right? Can, can we get into that? that? That kind of fits into what I was going to oh, okay. say. As as an X three seventy owner, uh, like I said, I firmly believe that AMD wound up doing the right thing and supporting X four seventy boards because that second generation of boards were a lot improved compared to X three seventy. And uh, at the time that they announced all this stuff, like they would have been cut off without warning from Ryzen five thousand, which is the main reason I thought X four seventy deserved Ryzen. 5,000 support, but X370, like if, those first boards, like if you bought a couple of high-end boards, like I have a high-end board and I have no doubt that this board probably could support, you know, modern Ryzen 5,000 parts, no problem with the much faster memory speeds that they have, the much faster overall performance that they have. <clears throat> but I think it's an issue like Intel talks about when, why it moved to the new socket when it introduced eight or processors like I think uh, the majority or at least a whole lot of X370 boards could not support, you know, a modern 12, 16 core processor very well with new, new memory timings and all that stuff. Uh, so I'm not mad about this, especially because AMD has been clear about it the whole time. I do think that some of those higher end boards could support it. And, you know, I'm ambivalent about that. I, I would have loved to see, you know, AS Rock, Gigabyte, MSI, Asus, if they want to roll out X5, X370 support updates. But I'm also totally okay with AMD going, that's going to get way too complicated. 
you know, there will be headlines saying X370 now supports Ryzen 5000, when in reality, like 80% of them don't. So, uh, I mean, I totally get it from AMD's position. And that's as an X370 owner. Yeah, and I think as as a person said, is this this is not technical, this is business. Well, let me tell you, there's no such thing as a pure technical decision. It all affects a business because business pays for that technology to exist. You have to look at it from AMD's point of view. You know, again, like just Brad said, the vast majority of these motherboards would would just simply not work. Um, but if you sort of let vendors uh, go ahead and do it on their own, like, you know, we'll just let you do it and, you know, it's up to you, then it creates this problem where one vendor says, okay, we're going to enable on these boards and then we're going to really market the hell out of this because look how great it is we're helping you. When you buy a, a new motherboard, please buy our same brand again because we're good to you, right? Well, then that makes all the other mode makers go, well, now we have to go back and qualify all our boards because they're doing it. So now people are constantly, they're putting money and resources into products that, let's face it, 95% of them, 99% of them will never do an upgrade to a new CPU. And for, as a business decision to enable new things, you always want to go forward. You don't always want to spend all your resources going backwards. I can see that being a real issue. Um, and then let me just point out this one thing that because AMD's like, hey, look, we said this when Ryzen 5000 came out. Uh, here it is again. The average AMD 400 series motherboard has key technical advantages over the average 300 series motherboard, including VRM configuration, memory trace topology, and PCB layers. To ensure the best possible customer experience, AMD must focus its support on AMD. 400 and AMD 500 series products, customers with an AMD 300 series motherboard are advised to upgrade to a newer and more advanced motherboard with BIOS support for AMD Ryzen 5000 processors. Basically, you sort of read between the lines there. It's like, look, it might run, but it might just kind of suck. Do you really want to do this? And then who are you going to be angry at? Are you going to be angry at us? You can bring at the board makers. Then you start screaming that, why did you let these board makers give us a subpar experience so it's just it's a whole it's a whole mess that i think people everybody screams and intel does it i know it's frustrating i've been left behind everybody gets left behind these intel things where you generally get about two processor families and that's it but making those clean breaks makes a clean break for a reason because then you don't just get like well it works but it really just sucks yeah it technically turns on and posts performance sucks why did i buy this new cpu there's a lot of good reasons why you do want to make those clean breaks and and i think i said this back when the 400 thing is like you know there's this point where amd sort of they have to do the right thing for the business to enable themselves to make new products if you're just simply stuck servicing the past you don't have you never make the money to go forward in the future so and I, I think that, that what they're saying there about VRM configurations and memory traits and stuff is actually a very valid point. Because if you remember, it wasn't just BIOS issues that, you know, had some teething issues with the early Ryzen. Like those first generation Ryzen motherboards, there were many more of them than, you know, the old bulldozer motherboards. But they were still, you could tell that the motherboard makers weren't willing to invest in premium, premium experiences with AMD till it proved out. And it wasn't until the X470 series that they started rolling those out. So again, as an X370 owner, if there was official support for Ryzen 5000, I'd be very much interested in looking to a 5600X, dropping it in. But 
as a person who would consider spending $300 plus on a processor, there's no way that I would want it running on a beta BIOS full time anyway. Yeah. And then, you know, there is the argument that you're not getting all you can. You know, you're not getting Gen 4, you're not getting better memory support. So Mm -hmm. why did you even spend the money on that new processor in the first place? But again, I understand because it just stinks to think like, well, I'm cut off here from the new stuff, better stuff. I don't want to buy a new motherboard, but mm-hmm. you did get the original 1000, 2000 and 3000. So you got three gens out of it. Yep, Not I bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be too angry about that and the value there, but no, it, it does stink because you kind of want it to last forever, but that has been a marketing strength for AMD to say, oh, look, we're not Intel. We only we don't give you just two generations. You know, we give you, well, three. Used to be, of course, in the old days, you'd get like forever generations. You have to realize that was – AMD did not give you like all that backwards processor socket support in the old days because they wanted to. It was because in those days – Motherboard makers were not going to invest the amount of money in AMD's platform because the AMD processors were not as good. They just couldn't say, we're going to re-spool everything and redesign everything from ground up on something that is a very small market for us. There's not a lot of people paying for these things. There's not a lot of premium products. They sort of had to do that. And that's evolved into what you get with AMD now, which is like, it's actually quite a strength to get at least as much socket support as is possible. But you see the limits of that. You, you can't, you can't, you really hurt yourself in, in the long run where people would do like, we're going to see this with DDR5 and, and DDR4. Good Lord, would you really want a combo DDR4, DDR5 motherboard? It's generally, yeah, it, it works, but <laughs> that's about all you get. So sometimes it's just better to, to wholesale do the matching chipset underlying infrastructure to match that new processor. So. Yeah, so a bit of a bummer bit of news, but to me, it's totally understandable. Yeah, no, and and it's you know, and and I think, I think to me, the bummer part of this is it probably could have continued on as like you know what, we're just gonna not notice this. Mm-hmm. We're just not gonna notice that somebody is passing around a beta BIOS that makes it work, because I mean, honestly, you're talking probably a few thousand people at all that live and do this. Let's just let's we can ignore it, but once you get that buzz, once you get the headlines on Reddit, once you get headlines in the media talking about it, then you sort of have to address it. So it is a bummer for those few people who would want to do it that it gets ruined by by all the attention it gets. But yeah, for what it's worth, if you have an AS Rock motherboard that was supported by this beta BIOS, even though they've yanked it, uh, as Nvidia can tell you with that Ethereum hash rate driver. Once there's a BIOS or driver on the internet, it stays on the internet. So if you want to dig around, I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. Um, uh, friend of the show, uh, Ian Cutris, Tech Tech Potato, is uh, in the chat and says, uh, Intel won't allow combo Alder Lake DDR4 and DDR5 motherboards, but ASRock will anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to see is like a DDR, DDR4 to DDR5 adapter. Like back in the old <laughs> adapters, you could just like... Oh. What's the performance in? I don't know. It just kind of works. <laughs> it it, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah really... it just works. It's it just works. <laughs> it just works. Yes, that's that's different. 
It just works. And yeah. they, I mean, those things, though, they really existed. You know, memory transitions are, are painful because the new memory is often very expensive. So I know people like the idea of using those, but it's, it usually results in a, a terrible experience. So I, I don't think it's, I'm, I'm glad that's, that's probably a good thing, even though we know that people will be, once the prices of DDR5 come out, I'm sure it'll be expensive. And then we get all the normal screaming and, I don't know. Yeah, will 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 Asrock do that? I don't know. So hmm. that that would be. Then you know somebody should make a DDR 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 two DDR three DDR four. It just takes everything. Like you can put all that same on the board. I mean, what would that even look like? <laughs> like physically? Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> it's it's just like Marco Ramia said. You know, sometimes. You know, Cortez burned his ships. His his CPUs worked harder once he burned all his ships. <laughs> Wait, so okay, Gordon. So so what you're saying is if if you have an X370 motherboard right now, you shouldn't get on Amazon and buy one of the best selling CPUs that's on there, the uh, 5900X. Yeah, yeah, that's actually the worst. The, that's actually, of course, the one thing that will uh, following internet practices of making you feel worse for X three seventy owners. It looks like there's no guarantees here, but it really looks like the twelve core Ryzen nine fifty nine hundred X is generally becoming more available because just in the last few weeks, it's popped up to the top 10 list, and I have a screen cap of it actually as the number two bestseller, which was really puzzling to me because I was like, are people really paying $800 for this you know, MSRP $550 CPU to make it a bestseller? And looking at it, um, you can actually see the data that w- the probably the reason why it's a bestseller. Now, uh, I do want to I do want to say that Amazon doesn't say how it even computes its bestseller list. But if you dive into the data, you will see that over the last two, two and a half weeks, there have been several fulfillments of Ryzen 9 5900X CPUs directly from Amazon. So you'll see these spikes where... Eight, eight of them in two weeks. Yeah, eight of them in two weeks where it'll go from average price of, say, $800 dropping down to 550 MSRP selling at that price for a little bit and then popping up to the third party vendors and that's happened eight times and we have not seen that for Ryzen 9 5900X in the United States in the United States I understand overseas it's apparently more available but we have not seen Ryzen 9 5900X show up anywhere close to its MSRP price in Months and months and months. I can tell you exactly, because looking at the same chart you were just referencing, there were these eight stock drops in the last two weeks. Prior to that, the only time it showed up this year was two minor blips in February, the very beginning of February. Yeah. So that just kind of – so basically we're guessing here, but I think it's pretty solid foundation. Uh, Amazon suddenly is getting you know a shipment of 5,900Xs. They sell out really, really quickly. I don't know how many that is, but it's enough to push it up to make the top five, top 10, top three bestseller CPU. And that has happened a lot over the past. And I will say we sort of saw that same pattern happen with 5800X and 5600X where same thing, impossible to find for a long time. And then suddenly you start seeing increased frequency and then suddenly basically it's always available from 
Amazon, a very large uh, e-tailer in the U.S. So very good sign that maybe 5900X is becoming generally more available yeah, for it's you a good, X, it's X370 a good, owners. To me, that's a good sign for stock in general because, you know, the speculation is the reason we're seeing so many 5600 and 5800X parts is because the way they're configured is with just the one die complex, whereas the 5900X and the 5950X take two of them, so twice as much dies. Uh, and that's probably the reason why we haven't seen as many of these. They're focusing on getting as many of the more affordable ones out. So if these are starting to pick up steam, I consider that an encouraging sign indeed. Yeah. Maybe well, and- we'll get to 5950 eventually. Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. I mean, if if that's the case, if if you think they're, they're divvying these out by amount of demand, so they start kind of at the lower end because that's probably where the more demand is and, and they work their way up. You think eventually they will get there where it's like, oh, you can get a 5950X at MSRP before the end of the year, I guess. I, like, Hope, <laughs> I mean, I hopefully. think definitely by the end of uh, not definitely, but I, I'm very much inclined to say yes by the end of the year. Yeah, I would think so because supposedly, you know, they've got new stuff cooking. So <laughs> it'd be pretty terrible if you couldn't even get the older best good thing. By the time you introduce your new good thing, so I would hope it would get there. So, yeah, I'm just looking for, yeah, 5900X is the number five seller CPU. And, you know, again, this sort of gets to that weirdness of Amazon's top top list. I asked Amazon, like, well, how do you, is this based on numbers sold? What's the frequency on this? And they're like, we don't disclose that. It is updated every hour. But to think that, you know, a 5900X is right now number five, whereas a, a 10700K at 318 is is number six. That's that's really a surprise, right? That that's that's really an accomplishment. Yeah, well, actually, and right now it's definitely not available for 550. Well, that, that's that's right what now. I was just about to ask. Yeah, so it's saying it's in the top five, but most of the time you're seeing inflated prices. Do you also think people are just snagging those inflated prices, and that's what's also making it jump up? I think there's probably some people that are buying at that price. I mean, looking at it now, so it's 739 which isn't as painful as paying $900, considering the amount of money that you have to sort of pay for a GPU. And you are, and again, this sort of gets to that whole thing where, you know, in light of 11th gen and 10th gen and where they sort of, everything shook out, that 550 price on that 5900X was just, stupidly great so i think there is a lot of value there at at the 550 and you know i'm you know if you had to go back in time and you reprice it against intel's parts and against you know 10th and 11th then maybe if they charge 650 a little higher probably would we have felt that bad everyone freaked out because it was already a 50 dollars price increase remember yeah i mean i don't yeah that that sometimes i think the voices of the Elaine is not here, but the value the mm. value crowd shouts a little too loud sometimes. I think because I think sort of for the performance crowd, what you got out of the five thousand series, um, I I think out outweighs it. I think it's it was still a fantastic price, like maybe too low in fact, considering you know the world events that un, unfolded and and the competition and everything. So yeah, I, I think. Sometimes 
people need to remember all of the screaming of the value conscious crowd. That is not everyone. And maybe the value conscious crowd should not scream so loudly all of the time. I fall in the middle between y'all. I think 550 was justifiable considering the single thread uh, and clock speed performance increases and the fact that you're getting 12 cores. I think it was worth the 50 bucks. Uh, 650, I think, would have been a bit much. I'd have been a lot more like, eh, it's, you know, $150 increase over last gen's 12 core. That's quite a bit. Uh, but I think these days, MSRPs, and this is the way I treat GPU reviews too, uh, MSRPs are more of like a statement of intention. Like, if the world was sane, which it is not, here is where we would want things to be. Yes, they're going to sell for a little bit more because they're incredibly, you know, short-stocked. But this is where we want this thing to be. Yeah. And it's true because we are, it's been this way for a very long time where the MSRP is here. The actual street price is generally below that. The last few launches, they've been well above the MSRP instead of below. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if it's ever going to get back to below street price for these things. And maybe they should be maybe priced for current events rather than, Best, best case scenario? Well, I think the interesting part is Intel clearly uh, is much more capable of pumping out more parts uh, than AMD at this point. Not necessarily in pure volume. I don't know about any of that. But the fact that they do have a budget lineup, the fact that they do have stock of all their stuff, uh, one, might say a little bit about the 11th gen. But two, also shows that they are putting these out. So I think AMD is incentivized to get it down there to that 550 price point. And uh, these frequent stock drops are, I think, us starting to see the return to normalcy, hopefully. Yeah. And I also do wonder if reviewers really should decouple pricing, the whole value question from the actual product itself, whether it is good or not versus the competition. And if you decouple the pricing decision from that, it makes things like, 10850k or mm. even even well 10900k remember all the screaming and the gnashing and the anger about that and then suddenly like whoa it's such a great price now suddenly like oh this is the thing i want to buy so i think to me it's a, that you know it's just sort of like but you were just saying i mean it's like i don't know like i sometimes right. i think the price should be te- decoupled from it because over the 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 lifespan of that product or over the, the time it's going to be sold, that price is going to really, really vary a lot. It's, it's like the, it's like, sorry, don't want to beat a dead horse, uh, 1080 TI versus 2080, right? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking this the other day as another way to rub it into some folks that, you know, like, you know what? A 1080 TI at say $600 for an old card at that point, I'm going to buy my 1080 TI. Instead of paying the hundred more dollars or hundred and fifty more for that twenty eighty, because you know what? Screw you! I'm going to game this out by buying this ten eighty Ti, and I will just buy a three thousand series to replace it. That's going to be so much faster. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. And out, <laughs> no, it didn't work out at all. And you know, honestly, that was like the worst thing ever because. I mean, it's not. It's still a great card for what it is, but you are not getting DLSS. You are not getting all these other features. And good Lord, when are you ever going to get that class of video card? I don't know when you're going to be able to get your into that same class of video card as an upgrade yeah. at a realistic price anymore. 
Yeah, it was a great value. And I think that's why I kind of disagree with your position. I can see where you're coming from about decoupling price uh, and performance. And I think every good review should mention both of those things separately. Uh, separately. Like, here's how this thing performs. It's good. It's great. But I think I'm a firm believer in what uh, it, Anand used to say, Anand Chimpy. You know, there are no bad products, only bad prices. And I think that is a, a large part of the buying decision. Like, if you could get the 5900X for 1500 bucks, we wouldn't recommend that to anybody. But if you can get that for... 550 like it's supposed to be that's easy no-brainer recommendation and i think those are intrinsically tied and you got to mention both in your evaluations i think yeah i'm not saying don't i don't mention it but sometimes it feels like people have to unfortunately everybody does it and the worst thing is ian is here ian will write twelve thousand words on a brand new processor and deep deep walk you through everything all the good stuff and then you get people that click out and go to conclusion or read the last 300 words and that's it they don't read the other whatever, 9,500 words to get to that conclusion. And people want that simple soundbite. And unfortunately, that soundbite rolls in pricing. It rolls in performance. It rolls all into something that maybe you should read everything rather than just that conclusion paragraph. So -hmm. that's what I'm saying is because sometimes it felt like a lot of the anger at some of the products is based solely on the pricing. Whereas if you look at it just on performance, like, yeah, this is a better product. Now this other part that's going to be really fuzzy and it's going to be really fuzzy for months and months and months, you figure out, you know, where to go on that. You, you decide that on your own, what you're comfortable paying for it. You well, know? And, and on I, top I do of think it, it's also worth pointing out that we've never, we've never suffered through a shortage quite like this in the decade plus 15 years I've been doing this or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah. going to say, I, I I think it would be a different situation if we were like stock was plentiful, everything was was honky dory, and then we don't have to to worry, you know, and then we can kind of just argue the the usual kind of nitpicks. But it, it just it's this added thing on top of it uh, that that makes it even worse too. So uh, it's it's not great. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll say a lot of people in the chat are are. are are saying you know it's 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 all about uh, figuring out the the value uh, of of how, you know what 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 you can get out of something. Saying hey, I've I've got money, I'm going to put it towards something. What am I going to get directly back uh, for that? Is it worth it if maybe I spend a little less, maybe spend a little more? But uh, it, it it all starts with the the uh, the dollar in your hand for a buyer. Yeah, but I think remind you, I'm I'm. I'm totally with that, but I would say it's about the value for you. It's about the value for you. If you want to like, man, I'm going to buy this 3080 for $900 and, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm just, I'm sick of this. I'm going to buy this, this 3080 for $1,100 and just, you know what? Cause yeah. you, you're, if you're rolling a seven series card or just something, just some POS and this is the upgrade, that value is, is, is all there for you. I mm-hmm. think the problem I have is the, the internet ascribes one value. They view it from their point of view, their budget, their needs, and somehow they map that onto somebody else. Like Keith in his Twitter feed, uh, Keith over at WCCF tech, he has this one comment that's pinned is like, this person bought like a 960 GeForce 960. Like was so happy, put it in their system, put it on the internet, and then everybody immediately then slam dunked on that poor 
person all day because it's like, dude, a 960, that's a POS, right? It's like, what is the world become? For that person, where they're coming from, if they're coming from an IGP, a 960 is world's better. You don't need to come along and slam dunk on that person just because you got something better or it wasn't, you know, a great price. Come on, just, it's about that. It's, it's all about what's good for you. So that's what I was. There's a, there's a, uh, food site called the takeout and they used to use a phrase a lot that i like that's uh don't yuck on someone tm and that's a hundred percent you know an example of that i think i like that don't yuck on somebody's yum right uh okay yeah yeah that's what we used to say it's it's what you try to teach your kid and then immediately of course you're like whoa what are you doing that's crazy now my kids are at that point where it's like what are you wearing that for you can't wear that I mean, I, I, you know, I, uh, which makes me think of uh, Computex a couple of years ago. You know, I, I, I tried stinky tofu for the first time, and Willis, uh, you know, uh, video coworker, was just like, "Oh man, it's so good!" And I was just like, "I thought I was eating human feces." Uh, <laughs> but I, it I guess felt if he, like if he I was it. eating something called stinky tofu. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely you have to. It's it's like wasabi or any other radioactive substance. You really need. A very tiny amount to offset some larger. Some I would I would say I'm not a big fan of it. But also, as you get older and you drink enough coffee, for the young people who don't know this, your taste buds and your tongue will eventually just wither away and die. So you're like that's why you're eating things are like wow this doesn't taste bad at all because your taste buds just don't respond. They're just like you've been beating me up with caffeine and cigarettes and whatever else you've been eating all this time and. I'm not working anymore. So suddenly, it actually, it actually tastes good now. Good point. Uh, but when when I got it at one of those night markets, it was literally just a big plate of stinky tofu. It wasn't like a side dish or anything. <laughs> I was just like, "Ooh, I want to try some of that." I thought maybe it'd be like a, a little square or something. But no, like they they come out with this big old steaming plate, and I was like, "Oh man, now I feel bad if I only take a couple bites." Mm, it's fermented, right? <laughs> I you know I don't know because the what process, I'm used to but... is is is. Yeah, because that's your classic parents would like, when you're a kid, you're like, your parents are eating. It's like, what the hell are you eating? So, <laughs> and that's, yeah, I've not, I don't know if I've gotten there yet, but I don't think I've ever eaten anything like that from a night market. I think I, I only decided like, I'll have the corn, which probably is safer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all about trying weird stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I had to try it uh, and I, I'm glad I did, but I don't think I'm going to do it again. Yeah. For sure. Anytime oh. I see something I've never seen before, I'm buying that immediately. <laughs> oh, speaking of yucking on somebody's yum, though, mm-hmm. I hear there's RTX TI coming, Brad, and I hear it's terrible. Why did okay. NVIDIA even do this? You're wasting our time, NVIDIA. Yeah, why? Why we can't even, Don't get even the, do the this parts now? Like, yeah, why, why would you release so, parts that people can't not just? Get? There are all kinds of RTX TI rumors popping up right now. Not just one, not just two, at least three different cards, four different cards. So I'm going to take them kind of one by one. Uh, first off, the probably the most official out of all of these are the RTX 3050 and 3050 Ti. Uh, we know those are coming because when Samsung revealed its Galaxy books laptops last week 
the Galaxy Book Odyssey had the 3050 and 3050 Ti listed as options. Whoops, spoilers. So. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's yeah, those are those that's are mo- coming mobile in parts. August. Mobile parts. Those those are mobile parts, and about a month beforehand, uh, Notebook Check actually had an exclusive. They put out this is what we think is in the. We've heard from our sources the 3050 and 3050 Ti are coming. Here's what's in them. Uh, they look like pretty entry level parts. Uh, if you look at the laptop 3060, it has 3,840 CUDA cores. Uh, the 3050 Ti is 2,500, and the 3050 is 2,000 and change for both of those. So they'll be significantly weaker than the 3060. Uh, Notebook Check says, I believe it was Notebook Check, said they're probably going to have 4 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, so they'll very much be, you know, entry-level 1080p kind of things. Uh, considering the timing of this all, uh, Intel said that Tiger Lake H notebooks are coming sometime in the first half, and I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA times this to coincide with it. Uh, I don't think any nobody has publicly said anything about any of that. That's just my brain working. So, yeah, it sounds like 3050 and 3050 Ti mobile parts at the very least are coming soon. There's been no rumors about desktop parts yet. What's up, Gordon? Well, you know, what's kind of interesting is that I, you know, I haven't seen the low-end Ampere parts, but I didn't see, like, a huge power savings, you know, and I guess you don't typically see that in these great big gaming laptops. You know, I, I sort of thought when we, we went from a 2080 to a 3080 there might be some power savings on these newer parts but i guess it wouldn't matter anyway because it's a gaming laptop i'm i'll be interested to see if if 3050 and 3050 ti you know if they come out or when they come out offer a a, samsung says they're coming out okay but at least so (laughs) but i'm i'm i'll be interested to see if we get more of a power savings on those parts rather than on all out we're going to push it to the max performance you know, because yeah. you're going from a pretty old process to, you know, supposedly a more power efficient process, you would hope. But maybe it yeah. just it doesn't doesn't work out that way. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's clear, I think, looking at everything that Samsung's eight nanometer process is not anywhere near as efficient as TSMC's seven nanometer. And that's some of the difference we see there. And NVIDIA really has to juice these parts on the desktop, at least, to get this kind of performance. Uh but that being said, these these look modest enough that I don't think it's going to nuke the battery life of anybody's laptops. So I don't know if they'll necessarily be significantly more power efficient than the 1650 Ti that you can currently find in laptops. But it should be a performance upgrade at least. And the 1650 Ti is GTX, so no ray tracing, no DLSS. These are rumored to be RTX. Or yeah. no, uh, Samsung said that right out. They're RTX 3050 and 3050. Right. Yeah, the, so, so they'll have ask. DLSS yeah. and ray tracing. Yeah, so I mean that that's kind of a, a jump we were talking about. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember when we were chatting about it, but a couple weeks ago at least uh, about will those low end parts jump up to RTX and have have that capability stay in GTX? Uh, maybe this signals the end of GTX. I, I don't know, but like what what kind of performance could you expect to RTX on that low end like that? especially on mobile versions. I would probably buy into it more for the DLSS than anything. To me, at this point, uh, ray tracing is definitely becoming more widely adopted, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's in the consoles. It's AMD supports it. NVIDIA supports it. 
But for me, DLSS right now is the thing I'd be looking at that for. If you can get a 3050, 3050 Ti, that'd be a decent, you know, you might have to make some visual compromises looking at the specs, 1080p gaming thing. But if you can flip on DLSS, you might get suddenly very much faster performance. And that's that's what I'd probably be looking at that for. I also think it, it's a nice uplift for, you know, creators as well as compute people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those, those, the new Ampere parts are definitely better than those older cards significantly yeah for for both those and i it's interesting i sort of see the 50 series parts enabling a lot for content creators more than i do necessarily for gamers i know you can't get it in the budget kind of gaming laptop but the the weird thing nvidia does on the mx parts is they don't really give you they don't give you the the hardware encoder so a lot of sort of the reasons you would want a discrete graphics card don't really do much for you on the ultra low end MX parts. So those, the 50 series cards have definitely been better for, you know, Photoshop, Premiere, encoders. It's something where you might need, you know, NV Ink where you just don't get it on MX. So I think it might be really good in that 15 inch, you know, 14 inch lightweight, ultra portable, you know, content creator laptop. So it sounds like those are coming soon. Uh, we're also having a lot of rumors about desktop graphics cards. TI refresh. Uh, right now, both the 3070 TI and the 3080 TI are rumored by video cards to be announced at the very end of this month and launching, I believe, uh, very early June for both of them, like a week staggered apart, 3070 TI and 3080 TI. We'll see if that, you know comes to fruition these gpus have been rumored in many different configurations with many different launch windows many different times but we're also starting to see pictures of 3080 ti boxes out of shipping containers and stuff like that so it's, it's looking more tangible it's looking more real it's been half a year since the original 3070 and 3080 came out so definitely seems like good timing uh this week, NVIDIA also announced that the 3060, all 3060 shipping past mid-May are going to have a new Ethereum mining hash rate limiter going forward. And the way they worded it, they clarified that they're only talking about the 3060 Ti and the driver notes or the 3060. But the way they worded it, it sounds like that's going to be coming to all new GeForce GPUs going forward. Uh, which would make a lot of sense. Uh, and if they do, then that might help release some of the pressure, you know, the demand from miners for these 3080 Ti and 3070 Ti parts uh, if they do, in fact, launch over the next month or so. Uh, which made me just think, like, think? there's a lot of people yelling, like, oh, you know, why even release these if there's not going to be any any supply? But maybe they want to get these versions out quicker because they will help counteract the the the, the miners is, is, do you think that's their thinking i personally my opinion is definitely that uh and also we talked about it a long time ago when the 3060 ti's hash rate limiter was first announced i'm fine with them limiting the hash rate for these things for ethereum specifically because uh, i look at it kind of the same way as quadro nvidia is like if you're going to use your cards to make money you're going to have to buy a different lineup for that. And so I think NVIDIA from a business is very much interested in 
reducing minor demand for these new cards going forward, getting miners buying those CX HMP parts or whatever they're called, the mining GPUs, and getting these in the hands of gamers. Because once the mining bubble bursts, we've seen it two or three times in the past five years, uh, a bunch of used cards are going to wind up on the market and NVIDIA is going to want to get these new cards into gamers' hands first. Uh, well, yeah, also, that it, would actually be... Well, I was going to say, uh, somebody in the chat uh, brings up, didn't the, um, uh, Rick Elder, friend of the show, Rick Elder, says, that hasn't the hash rate limiter already been broken uh, from the, the first launches? So it wasn't really broken. What happened was uh, NVIDIA that released the 3060 with the hash rate limiter, and then they accidentally released a beta driver that did not include it. So as I alluded to earlier... Once that beta driver was on the internet with no mining limiter, miners can get it all over the place on the internet. So it is effectually neutralized now because NVIDIA shot itself in the foot. Uh, so NVIDIA is trying to fix that situation with the new 3060 mid-May you know, mining limiter. So it's actually a new chip spin then, I guess, that you would have to run. Yeah, it would re-enable it then. The hash limit. There are all sorts of rumors flying around right now that every major thirty series GPU, except for potentially the thirty ninety, is going to be getting a chip spin, so it has a new identifier, uh, and so they can get blocked with this new hash rate thing. So in a month, if that happens. Uh, you could be finding 3080s, 3070s, 3060s that are going right now uh, for high prices because they mine like crazy. Uh, you know, just not being as good as mining anymore. So that would also help out if that's the case. Yeah, it really makes it interesting because you could see potentially older cards costing more than the TI versions for the miners. Mm -hmm. But then, as you said... If NVIDIA gets these cards out and satiates the gaming market before the bubble bursts again, mm -hmm. <laughs> then you get this, you get that influence on the market where the miners are like, you know what? There's a lot of rumors that Ethereum is going to, on GPUs, is coming to an end. We've got ASICs now. I want to get, I want to dump my card now and sell it for my in obscene profit. Of course, those miners rushing to dump their cards and get out now then causes all the prices to fall faster. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly a 3080, which is, I don't know, $2,000 right now, you could potentially see going for $600 used in a few months, right? See, I mean, that's looking at how all this shakes out, depending on how effective that mining limiter actually is, there could very well be a situation where if you were lucky enough to have grabbed an RTX 30 card already, so you have a 3080, right? Uh, that card can mine at full capacity. Two months from now, if all the new cards are being limited, a miner might buy that card from you for a lot of money. Enough money to afford a 3080 Ti, maybe. So you might be able to upgrade the card that you got early because you still have the old card with the full mining thing. But that's just rampant speculation on my end. There's all kinds yeah. of ways it could shake out. No, and, and, <laughs> and that, I, there, who knows? Who knows how it's going to go, but I will. Oh. Hey, uh, hold on. Hold on, uh, one second. Breaking news, breaking news. Oh, thank you. I, I'm just getting this uh, this breaking news in uh, from over on uh on Twitter, uh, the, the account at Gordon Ong has a, a Twitter poll that just closed. 
comparing uh, two seminal films, Alien uh, versus Aliens. Uh, the 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 people have voted. Uh, we have the results here live on the full nerd. Uh, sorry, I had to break this in. Breaking news. Uh, and Alien has won with fifty six percent of the votes. Alien uh, is the better version uh, of of Aliens. Uh, so yeah, the the final results are in. Uh, we'd like to to just announce that on live on the full nerd right now. Yeah, breaking. I'm news. gonna say that just because 50 percent of people voted for Alien over Aliens, that just shows that half of America is wrong or half of the globe. <laughs> <laughs> I like both I, movies very much, uh, but Aliens is clearly the superior one. I was giving you the polite Academy Award winner clamp. You know when you see the clearly unhappy um, movie director clapping for the other one. You know with the really sour face collect. But you know I will clap because I know they've got the camera focused on me. Man, that just I just realized that just sucks. That is only in Hollywood where it's like, man, you're like here's the best whatever. All your peers recognize the best thing you've ever done. And what do they do? They focus that camera on your face as you watch your bitter rival walk up <laughs> on the stage to collect that Oscar and you have to politely clap and look like not too dejected that you're the clearly the lousy movie won <laughs> but that's just Hollywood right so L- I'm with Brad listen. I had hoped I had hoped that the 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 better nerds of our manger would would Win, as Lincoln said, but apparently, good does not, not so always much. win. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't. Uh, I can't I'm believe just, I'm just everything in, you read on the internet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing the news here. You know, it's uh, this is this is democracy at work. 159 votes. You know, there's a lot of people participated uh, in this poll, and yeah, you know, it's just it, that's that's the answer. Uh, you know what though? I, I realize that you should have had a third choice. Uh. Why, why didn't you? Why didn't you or include Prometheus? <laughs> no, no. Like both, actually, because a lot of people did say, in, in, and I think we're all in agreement here. As, as much fun as this is, you know, like they're they're both actually really good movies. Uh, so you could have wa- offered that both option, and then you know you, you would uh, you would have been in a better place. Would you no. have rather had both win? The way to, or 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 how it sh- no. sh- shook out now, just Alien winning. If I if I actually think of this right, because using the Oscar manipulation rules, what I should have done was, what's the best movie? Alien, Aliens, or Prometheus? <laughs> so that is the classic. Like, well, why didn't this? Why didn't this actor or actress win? Well, because they nominated two British ones and they split the British vote. That always votes for the Brits. So now, like Marissa Tomei won, and that was like, you know, she was like probably eating and like, huh? Well, I won, and she got up on that stage, and that's exactly what I should have done. I should have, I should have Marissa Tomei it. That's what I should have done. It would have worked. Because yeah. I will tell you, people who voted for Alien would have voted for Prometheus, too. And that would have taken maybe a third <laughs> no. of the votes. Alien, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I, you know what? Maybe you'll have to try another uh, try another poll. I just know how this one turned out. It, it turned out the right way. Alien uh, is a better movie. But I think going forward, now we know that Alien is better than Aliens. I think we have to take this a step further. Now are we talk we're talking uh uh aliens versus uh predator you know that it's that age old debate and I'm not just talking about the movies 
because uh, I mean that's one thing, right? Which is the better movie? But also, what would win in a fight? I actually want to know this, Gordon. What? Uh, which do you think would win in a fight? Ooh, that's a close one. I mean, they're both really great movies. So I don't know. That's that is a really good one. Predators versus Aliens, not the the lousy movie series, would actually be a good one. Yeah, not not the actual but, you movies. Know, you get the <laughs> crowd that would still vote for Alien, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Predator would win. If, if because the aliens just keep coming. <laughs> well, remember in, in Predator, talk about the actual fight. If that's what you're asking, yeah. yeah well, in the remember in Alien, uh, I'm sorry, Predator Two, uh, the the seminal film. Uh, they they actually have an alien head in the ship, so they've they've already won that battle mm-hmm. at least in their mythos. You know, we have we haven't seen the which I think I think the Predator could take out dozens oh, of aliens God. but yeah. the problem is there are dozens more <laughs> right yeah yeah if it was one-on-one if it was one alien versus yeah. one predator no done uh yeah no, yeah. no contest <laughs> which movie series has produced better movies predators or aliens are, are, are you talking i judge by their highlights and to me i think alien and aliens are both one of the best movies in their respective genres. Uh, I don't think you could say that about any of the Predator movies as much as I love Predator. Uh, the first one's but pretty did good. you love Predator 2, though? Because mm-hmm. Predator, Predator 2 was, was like... That's eh, all right. I like the, I like great, the ending. But it was no aliens. Yeah, the ending of Predator 2 I, th- I thought yeah. was pretty cool. Like, yeah. And and they could yeah, have gone too. somewhere with that, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It just didn't live up to the first one, though. All right. Well, and then uh, we we have we have somebody else saying to 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 back that up, uh, or not to back that up, but to to try another little battle. I think this is something we can all agree on: Gordon Aliens, so James Cameron's Aliens versus James Cameron's Terminator Two. I mean, we can agree on that one, right? Aliens. I don't know. Terminator 2 was really good. Dude, Terminator 2. Like, come on, Brad. I, Terminator 2 was really good. <laughs> Terminator 2. It's like, no, I'm the, aliens. Like I'm hardcore. Aliens is my wow. Aliens is my favorite action movie ever, man. Like, oh, I, thought, I love that movie. Dang. I, yeah, I thought we could all be That's on, why Brad on and I are so disappointed. <laughs> We're so disappointed. The Academy has chosen Titanic <laughs> over the other movies and. Great. That's what we that's will. what I hoping that the question was going to be. James Cameron's Aliens versus James Cameron's Titanic. Oh God! Alas. <laughs> well, because I've tried to explain this. They both. I, I've tried to explain this in Discord. Uh, you know, really, Gordon, we're talking about James Cameron versus Ridley Scott. You know, uh, two different directors, two different styles, two different approaches. So if you if you put James Cameron head to head with himself, that one's that one's pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, but if you put, I mean, we're we're gonna lose everybody now. But if you're talking about James Cameron versus Ridley Scott, you get you get Aliens, you get Terminator Two, arguably two of the best action movies ever made. What else has he made that was actually good? I wouldn't really count Avatar, although top grossing movie of all time A lot until of people like Avatar. Avengers Endgame. A lot of people like Avatar. <laughs> but then you get then you get Titanic, and that's just like a big negative. But for for Ridley Scott, what what's he got? He's got Blade Alien. Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. Yeah, okay, Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, That's Gladiator. Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gladiator is awesome. But <laughs> but then you know, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, I, mean, I would argue when that you, when you look at James the whole Cameron thing, is still producing. Yeah, James Cameron. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Aliens was robbed. Yeah. All right. Aliens was robbed, and <laughs> that's this. It's in good company because there are many superior movies that were robbed by the Academy that will vote for the person with a British person in it in an English accent. I don't yeah. even know if they have any. Were there any? Was there anybody with an English accent in Aliens? No. So that's why you got the the alien vote. You got you had because Ash had that uh, English accent. You're right. That always right. wins with the Academy. Oh dang! You're right. Yeah, I don't think anyone had a British accent in Aliens. Anyway, uh, that's why okay. I should have had a second movie with somebody with an English accent. Then it would have split that vote. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll have to try another vote. That that was fun. Uh, thank you for everyone who participated. Uh, now back to your regularly, regularly scheduled program, uh, RTXTI rumors. They're coming out soon. Did Samsung oh, yeah. say when uh, the laptops wow, are this, coming out? <laughs> this is a whiplash. Uh, their laptops are coming out in August. Uh, the 3080 Ti and 3070 Ti are rumored for early next month. Uh, the 3080 Ti, according to video cards, will be most of the way to the 3090 CUDA cores and have 12 gigabytes of GDDR6, the faster memory, which will make it kick all kinds of butt for 4K gaming, I think. I think uh, NVIDIA is releasing that to beat AMD's 6900X because it is awfully close to a 3090, uh, the 3080 Ti. Uh, and that 12 gigabyte will eliminate that. What do you mean the 3080 only has 10 gigabytes question? The 3070 Ti uh, actually is also using GDDR6 memory, which is fast. Uh, but the rumor for that is that it's only 8 gigabytes, which is going to be a bummer if that's true. Uh, I would rather it be 16 gigabytes because that card would target 4K and high refresh rate 1440p gaming. Uh, and it's real weird having a 3060 with 12 gigabytes and a 3070 Ti with only eight. Uh, but importantly, if the leaked numbers prove true, uh, the 3070 Ti will only have a few hundred more CUDA cores than the 3070. So the hash rate limiter and that faster GDDR6 memories will be its big selling point. Well, you know, I've noticed it seems like people are really, really overly negative against the TI launch. I've just seen a lot of YouTube uh, thumbnails pushed at me saying, you know, just like, you know, sour people, sour reaction over this. Why are people reacting so badly to this, Brad? Even and they're not people launched yet. People are mad about anything that has to do with graphics cards because people can't get graphics cards. Uh, I think a lot of that feedback is from they're like, we can't get these ones. Why bother rolling out new ones? Where I think that the inclusion of the mining limiter is the real answer there. Like, that could make a big difference to how the next six months plays out if NVIDIA suddenly pretty much stops making the original 3080 and 3070 and starts rolling out 3080 Ti, 3070 Ti, uh, potentially those new revisions of the 3080 and 3070 that have the limiters. Uh, I think in, I would not be surprised, not necessarily, I think, if NVIDIA just goes full force on trying to shut down Ethereum. That's the reason for these to come out. And that's why you should be excited, even if you're not in the market for a $1,000 GPU. Should just help everybody, if it, if it works out. Everybody but the miners, uh, which stinks, because a lot of people do mine on the side if they were lucky enough to get a 30 series card or a new Radeon card. Uh, 
But you buy these for gaming, and I, I think that's worth losing if we can get more people gaming, especially at a time when so many people are trying to stay home and, you know, keep themselves diverted by playing games. Yeah. It's also just simply bad business for NVIDIA and AMD and any graphics card maker to have an unpredictable boom or bust market leave you hanging, right? Mm-hmm. So you could see you don't want to suddenly fall off a cliff again and sort of forcing them into a more predictable cycle and market might be better for both companies. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, uh, the past busts have really hurt AMD and NVIDIA both in previous generations, so... Uh, Kamikaze Thirteen's asking, "Will will the new thirty eighty die? Rumoredly, have uh, the hash rate limiter? Do we know? Do you know?" Uh, those are the rumors that the thirty eighty, the thirty seventy, the thirty sixty Ti will have new iterations with the limiters. Yeah, but not the thirty ninety. Nvidia hasn't said anything publicly about it. The thirty ninety is they're like, this thing is made really to make money already anyway, so <laughs> we might just leave that be. Is what the rumor says. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I guess we will have to see then. Uh, why don't we switch over to uh, Q&A? Sure. Nice. Uh, if you have questions, uh, get them in the chat right now at PC World. Uh, or if you are listening back to this uh, later and you want to get a question in, get it over on Discord. That is the best place. Uh, there is a link to join our Discord in the description. Uh, first, I want to get to... Uh, a super chat that we got uh, earlier. Uh, thank you so much from VC Gesture. Uh, gave us $5 and said, uh, what speeds will DDR5 run at? Boy, I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at it off the top of my head, but it's, you know, it usually starts at, at or above whatever we're sort of topped out with these overclock parts. So, you know, I think sounds, what, what are the latest? Um, you uh, know, like it, I would think high fours, low fives, you know? Uh, right now, uh, looking on Wikipedia, it says DDR5 would be 4,800 to 6,400. Yeah. So that's typically, they overlap a little bit on, 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 the, um, on the data rates. So 4,800 to 6,400 what? Uh, MTS. Mega, mega transfers. transfers. Yeah, mega transfers. <laughs> but people do it as MH. Megahertz is what most people say, but yes. it's actually MTS. So sorry, yeah. th- this was a Trojan horse of uh, uh, Dr. Ian and VC Jester were going back and forth about this whole uh, mega transfers versus megahertz thing. Uh, I know there's there's been <laughs> oh, a lot God. of talk. It makes my head hurt. <laughs> so he was trying to get oh. you to, uh, VC yeah. Jester was trying to get you to say uh, megahertz. <laughs> Nice oh, try. Yeah, no, it's mega transfers, and it it, re- it really makes your head hurt when you sort of think about what exactly is the clock, bus clock, internal clock, where's the clock? I don't know, just whatever. I really wish they would use clock speeds as an official designator instead of you know overall bandwidth. So, but um, you know, DDR five. I mean, everybody's saying Alder Lake. You saw heard Ian say it's going to be in Alder Lake. AMD's talked about it, so you know it's a really good question. Should you really should you wait for it? It's like, yeah, if you are an enthusiast and you like the new stuff, yes, definitely. If you're of the value crowd, I would not even worry about it because it's not going to be a a value part for a long time. And also, 
you know, the classic trap that I've fallen into for many, many years, which is like, I want to future-proof myself. The danger with like doing DDR5 to future-proof yourself is you're paying such a huge premium for DDR5 that usually if you just would have waited by the time you get around to, to doing it, you know, it would have just been, it would have, it'll cost you less money. So it doesn't really, it doesn't always work out. So that, that future proofing for memory is, is, is often, uh, it's tough to do when it first comes out. It really depends on the platform that you're buying is what I find. Like if you're buying a new processor and motherboard, you're just going to buy whatever the latest one is. And if you buy it early when it's new, it's going to cost you a bunch. If you wait two or three years, you're also waiting two or three years to upgrade your motherboard and CPU. So. Yeah, you know what we got to do is we got to get Ian on here to talk about Alder Lake. He seems to know everything about it already. So, <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, we, we got a, a, a couple of quick, easy ones for you, Brad. Uh, Almost famous forty-two is asking any news on the thirty-fifty, um, like just the 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 desktop version. They 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 missed the earlier chat. So, uh, there have been no rumors about that. Uh, the desktop version. But we are, you know, like I was saying, Samsung has confirmed, basically, accidentally outed uh, the 3050 and 3050 Ti for laptops. And if there are laptop versions coming, I would imagine that desktop versions would not be far behind. Okay. I wonder if that's the part of the the market that's suffering the most here, because there's really no incentive and really not enough inventory to really service that sort of entry-level you know, lower ambition gaming. It's just not, it doesn't seem like it's the parts are there to do it. You know, it's funny. We we're talking about Ian, uh, his cohort over at Anand tech, uh, Ryan Smith, the editor in chief just this morning tweeted about this morning. The new eggs daily shell shocker deal was a four gigabyte GTX 1650, uh, 1650s debuted, debuted at 150 bucks. This one today as a shell shocker deal, only 365 what a deal hold on hold on we gotta wrap the show up i gotta go get yeah. a couple <laughs> at that price i would totally get an <sighs> xbox series x or Jesus play Christ. geforce now i totally would yeah <laughs> you know i think though it doesn't there's but again not to to be a the jerk but you're there's people who really it's all it is really about playing with their friends mm-hmm. on a on a computer so yeah i i think Buying a a card to upgrade just is not worth it. It's just buy a whole new system. Buy even a gaming laptop is a better sort of value than paying for an ancient paying twice the 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 price of a of a card's MSRP and that's essentially been obsolete for a while now. That's just there's just no no I don't think you can do that. But I'm just saying I don't think GeForce now or I don't think buying an Xbox or or an iPad is the answer for that person because they want to do PC gaming and the best answer is, you know, yeah, laptop just, just or buy a whole system. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think laptops are probably moving pretty quick from some things I hear. So, yeah, I agree with you. Michael, that a lot of people are going that way. Michael in the chat says, we've been shell-shocked. Yep, that's true. Um, <laughs> AJ Shroud is asking, uh, yeah. have Brad or Gordon heard anything about an updated release for Fidelity FX? Nope, we just had Frank Azor on here two weeks ago, I think it was. And he said, it's going to be this year. Everything we've said, you know, we'll let you know as much as we can about it. As soon as we can about it, we know everybody is interested. So this year. Yeah. 
yeah good good interview go back and listen to it uh michael's asking uh what's the likelihood of false positives with the hash rate limiter there's a lot of workloads that aren't cryptocurrency mining that do essentially the same thing I don't know the technical details for that. Uh, if you really wanted to look into that, you might have to go Googling for your specialized workload and check it out. But I haven't just through the grapevine or on forums or, you know, the corners of the Internet. I haven't heard about other workloads being too much affected by it. So we'll have to see. But, yeah, it seems like it, it, it even doesn't crack down on different kinds of crypto coins. It is specifically tailored for the Ethereum and Ethereum variants. So, I do wonder about that that term that has permeated our 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 vocabulary, which is false positive and false negative. Why not just say wrong? Yeah. Why do you Why do you have to say it's false positive? Because you say it was wrong. It's like, oh yeah, these things are unreliable. Is wrong. Is it because people want the technical? Like, if we stretch it out to two words, it sounds better and longer. Mm-hmm. Just like, ah, it's wrong. Plain wrong. You're fine. You don't have it. You're good. Yeah. You sound smarter yeah. when you say false positive. Uh, <laughs> it does. I was like, wow, it's really does. Yeah. definitely a false positive here. Um, so, uh, here's, here's a loaded one. I'm worried you dig into this one. Novak, uh, over on discord says, uh, for each of you personally, uh, Ryzen or Intel. Well, I I mean, go ahead, Brad. I, my phone is blowing up for some reason. Uh, I don't have a brand preference uh, right now. I think it would depend on the budget that I'm at. I actually maintain our best CPU list on PC World, and it's a mixture. Uh, so that's always firmly where I come down on. Like As opposed to what Gordon was saying earlier, I usually am interested in value. Uh, right now I have a Ryzen system. Uh, I think if I was upgrading today and I could get one, I'd probably upgrade to a Ryzen 5600X, but I'm not against buying Intel either, and there are times when Intel is better for what you're doing. I'm very boring guy. Very boring answers. Yeah, and for me, the answer is I'm like the vast majority of people who buy computers. It wouldn't really make a difference, and honestly, you know, obviously if you're looking at core count, it's going to be rising, you know, single thread performance is there too. But if you ain't doing nothing with it, then it really doesn't matter. So then it comes down to probably whatever is on sale that day and whatever matches up with whatever other hardware. So frankly, you know, 10850K, uh, 11th gen, I actually, I'm kind of interested in sort of because I do want to, you know, you, I do want to run something with, you know, AVX five twelve and more advanced workloads just to to see. And sometimes if it's on your desktop, maybe you'll run it. But honestly, it doesn't matter. You know, Ryzen five thousand or tenth gen or eleventh gen, even three thousand for me, it probably would not make any difference because what I'm using is a Sandy Bridge Xeon. So, <laughs> could I tell? No, <laughs> that'll all be good. Yeah. Uh, and and I will say I've I've mostly built and used Intel systems myself. Lately, I've been running AMD to try it out. I had a 3800X system. 
switched over to a 5800X system. Uh, unfortunately, I've had problems with both these systems when it comes to audio and video workloads, uh, my workloads specifically. Uh, and it has not actually been that much better for me and in some ways even worse than the 6900K I was using beforehand. So I'm I'm probably going to go back to Ooh. Intel for, for, for what I do, my specific workloads. Um, and it, it, it does pain me to say that, uh, cause I'm, I'm probably going to get some hate for that, but that's just, that's just what I've seen, uh, for, for my own work. Well, I, I mean, I, you, this world, you shouldn't have to apologize for what works for you. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people, you don't have to, you just, if you know what, if it ain't working, it ain't working. It's your money. Use what's working for you. The people should not feel bad about what they buy or people shouldn't again slam dunk on people for what they buy so if there's usb issues that have been clearly documented for some people with ryzen hey you know what you can't we're just going to use it because it it makes somebody feel good you got to you got to use what what works for you so i can tell you if i ran it i don't do what you do i probably would not have any problems at all so and actually that's one other thing like i'm actually interested in like well should i run an 11th gen just to use more AVX 512 on my desktop. Should I run Ryzen? Because I always hear there's problems with it, but I don't believe there is. So maybe I should like eat the dog food, right? Maybe I should run a Ryzen system because I don't think I have issues. So, but don't apologize for it, Adam. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the, along that lasts. Um, uh, over. Uh, yeah. Just a final note. Like we always say, look at products, not at brands. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, don't turn into a certain brand's, a certain computer brand's customer where you believe in it like it's a religion. There are, that being said, there are companies that I've been very happy with in the past and I give them my cut, my, you know, my money, my business because I've always loved using them. So if that is your case, still go for it. But yeah, as long as it's working for you, but you know, and you decide, like I will tell you, I have a Google Pixel phone now. Am I going to buy another Google Pixel phone? <laughs> no. If so, you guys yeah. should see his Slack messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, another one. Uh, Dennis Siberian, friend of the show, is asking over on Discord, what simple remote desktop app can you recommend for the people who currently don't have Windows uh, Pro license, uh, which has the feature built in? So a, a third-party app. Who, uh, you know, Team Viewer is obviously obviously great if you just need to get a remote session on somebody's computer without having to use all that complicated remote desktop protocol stuff for Windows. So Team Viewer is definitely my remote pick for most people. I have it installed on some people's machines, and then you know when they ask me to fix something, I just I don't have to drive over there to fix it. I do it remotely. And. For what it's worth, uh, I don't use remote desktop to help people out anywhere as much as I used to. I find that in general, computers just provide a better experience than they used to, even for non-technical folks. Uh, I have used Google offers a Chrome remote desktop thing that isn't amazingly full-featured or anything like that, but it definitely gets the job done in a pinch. So Chrome remote desktop I've used in the past and had success with as well. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, VC Gesture uh, had dropped a, an interesting little one. 
said, uh, with today's families having tablets, phones, TVs, consoles, smart thermostats, and fridges, uh, is there a point where even if bandwidth isn't exceeded, that the sheer number of connected devices will hurt the performance of a typical Wi-Fi router? Is this a future we need to worry about? Or you are worrying about? Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's probably your provider. I definitely talk to people that have hit their bandwidth limits. I will say the one thing I'm not happy with is, you know, you know, the band steering that everybody claims is, is wonderfulness. That that crap never works. Band steering is just terrible. I, I don't understand why it just, in my experience, it doesn't work. For, if you don't know, band steering is like, oh, it's just one SSID, you connect to it. We give you the best performance for that device. Oh, hell no. Because oftentimes you'll get, there's so many edge cases where the 2.4 gigahertz network is got a stronger signal, but the bandwidth actually kind of kills you. It would have been better to take the five gigahertz band, you know, with less signal and still get a higher transfer rate than 2.4. I've just seen that. I've run into that a lot with some people's networks. Um, so I, I, I'm just not a fan of band steering, but I am a fan of, uh, Wi-Fi 6E eventually, you know, so 6E of course is that new, whatever, six gigahertz band. And that might be nice. I need to upgrade at some point because it's, it's most of your neighbors are running, uh, five gigahertz, 2.4 gigahertz. And if you have newer bandwidth that really none of your neighbors are using that new, new, new frequency range, then it should be better. That I don't be, think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's rather than worrying about all the, the crazy amount of devices, I guess. Yeah. If everybody's streaming and streaming and streaming. Yeah. But you know, if you have just basically buy a, a new router, I'm one of the least applicable persons to talk to about this because I live in the middle of nowhere. There's literally <laughs> nobody else, you know, bouncing off my Wi-Fi. There's no congested Wi-Fi. but I will say that for a long time, uh, there are four of us here. We use just Comcast, even with the basic Comcast router. We were paying for the cheapest broadband internet that Comcast had with the Comcast modem with built-in Wi-Fi router. I've since got a new one. But, like, I'd be sitting there playing a game, watching a video, and being on my phone on my desktop downstairs while my kid's streaming Netflix and talking to friends on her iPad. My other kid is doing stuff on her computer, and my wife is you know, watching something on her computer while also on her phone. So all of us are using multiple devices at once. And it hasn't been an issue with a family of four, even with like the cheapest thing that Comcast will send you. So I, I think for a lot of people, it's not a practical issue yet. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Nice looking to that. Um... I don't have a smart home. That might make a difference. I don't have, you know, Wi-Fi fridges and stuff. So yeah, actually, I a lot of those say, really low bandwidth, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, I so I set up in my in my new uh, setup. I, I I set up a uh, my first mesh network, um, and my one of my Google Nest Minis, or I guess it's a first generation Nest or uh, Home Minis. Uh, it just keeps dropping from Wi-Fi. It's so weird. I don't know if it's the mesh. Uh, you know, it, it, it's having a problem connecting to the wrong one. It, it's, I've been having real bad problems with that one. I, yeah, I don't know why, but some of that. I hate home, home is... networking so much. Like that's <laughs> that and printers. Home networking and printers are my two <laughs> biggest hates in technology. Yeah, 
Yeah. Are you running? A, are you running a band steering on that? I have no idea. I'm just running the TP Deco Easy oh. setup kind of a deal. <laughs> no, I mean Adam. I'm wondering if because that's another reason. So basically, I have all the sort of like you know low bandwidth. Who gives a damn smart Wi-Fi light bulbs? Those are all in the 2.4 gigahertz band. Yeah, so, no, I, I have separate bands, and yeah, it goes I, further I usually and, do that. Put no. put the 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 low the low ones on the two point four. Uh, and actually, you know what? That now that I think about that 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 home mini, the first gen only had two point four. I don't even think it had a five uh, oh. option. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, a lot of the consumer mesh is not as robust, especially sort of where I've seen problems where because we're running mesh as well. And it's, you know, the backbone is over Ethernet, but sometimes you're between both and it just doesn't, it's not as smart as you would hope it would be. So you may be, it may be pinging off both different nodes, you know, and just doesn't know where to go. You can go in and, and lock it to one of the nodes in sp that's closer to it. You could try that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, we got a uh, twenty Danish krone from uh, from Eskimonster. Thank you said so much. Said uh, for the cause. Uh, I always appreciate that. Um, for the horde. Uh, yeah. Let's let's do a couple more. Uh, here's a good one uh, that was asked earlier on on Discord. Uh, a friend of the show, Kraken, asked: Is there a reason why Nvidia hardly appears in tech YouTube videos like the Radeon Group does? And I did point out that we we did have Tom Peterson on. Uh, it was a number of years ago uh, for for a full nerd. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I I don't know why. I would guess it is exactly because of you. You probably do not see Nvidia on the internet as much as we would all hope they would be. Specifically, because the internet will internet it, and let's be honest, I Nvidia is not losing at anything right now they are simply executing everywhere they are they are cleaning intel's clock they have been cleaning amd's clock they're the winner people don't like winners uh let's let's be honest so it's probably better as a brand just to not have somebody go on and get beat up by people who just want to beat them up because um you know people just want to say horrible things now and they can't ever just look at things simply on technology or have a, a discussion without getting radioactive about it. But if I were to guess, I would think there isn't that much of an upside to them from their point of view, because all they're going to do is like, you go on here, you're trying to be nice and help people. And all people want to do is beat up on you. Well, eventually they stop coming by. So that'd be my guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's also worth pointing out that, People who are engineers and, you know, technical side of things, the kind of people would be interested in talking to, you can tell by me, uh, aren't necessarily the best public speakers either. So just because, you know, AMD is lucky enough to have someone like Frank Azor to come out and talk very eloquently. And Scott Herkelman is really good at that, too. Doesn't mean that every company necessarily does. So, you know, long form podcast videos and stuff like that are very different from doing a brief marketing video. Yeah. It also could be, uh, we don't know, but it also could be they are, they have subscribed to, you know, the marketing point of view that you just simply don't have anybody, um, you have one face for the company, 
which is Jensen, right? That works for another company where you have one face of that company. It's, it represents everything they say, and you basically you're opaque for most of the things all the time until you drop the, the good stuff. So that has worked for a very large company and maybe that's what they're trying to do. But I do think some of it is because they understand that people just want to hate people want to be haters now. And I, I, I gotta, I just feel a lot of that is, is people just, they're very angry at, at, you know, at the winners. People want to, this is like the warriors. I'm a warriors fan. When the warriors were on top, and now they're, you know, people just want to tear them down. So that's what happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. A uh, couple more. Uh, Master Procrastinator says, uh, what would you recommend as a purchase for a full nerd like himself in these trying times with all their unspent GPU money? Something that's still available and at a good price. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm going to open this up. I, they, they didn't say specifically, but I'm going to open this up to anything. Uh, somebody in Discord was like, oh, hey, you, you could buy a whole lot of hot dogs. or I, th- I think it was hot dogs or something with, uh, with that money. <laughs> you know, I think the bummer thing is because the natural, the natural thing for me is like, we'll do a monitor upgrade. But then if you jump up to a higher resolution widescreen panel, then like they just sort of then it sort of emphasizes how slow your current GPU is. Maybe storage. You know what? Splurge do the eight terabyte SSD. You know what? That that'd be pretty nice. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. Yeah, and if you upgrade to a bigger monitor, a nicer monitor too, that means you could be spending more on future GPU upgrades as well. Uh I would go in a totally different direction to be honest. Uh like I said, I would rather have a console than a three hundred and fifty dollar sixteen fifty Ti right now. Uh but if I had SCADs of GPU money sitting around, I was looking to upgrade and it's just not gonna happen. And I'm like, look, it's gonna be a year or two. Uh I would try to use that money to find a new hobby. Like maybe I wanted to get really into some sort of cooking thing or something like that. Uh I would spend the money getting like a nice, you know, tutorial explainer, nice equipment that I would need and something else to spend my time with as opposed to gaming. Hmm. Yeah. Tech with Sean says get a pizza oven. Uh, (laughs) There you go. Exactly. And and I got to correct myself. A VC gesture said uh, cheesy garlic bread, not, not hot dogs uh, is what they would do with all that money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I friend of the show, Ruru two beat me to it. Audio, right? If, if you have never dabbled into audio, getting yourself a nice DAC, a nice pair of headphones with, with that money, that's something that, that's going to last you for a long time. It kind of like a monitor and is, is a worthy investment. It's actually going to make the GPU you have and that you're stuck with for a little bit, make the games look even better. Better, better sounding audio makes the games look even better. Uh, so actually, it, w- it will make you appreciate games uh, in a way that, that, that you hadn't before. Uh, but <laughs> if if you, if you're super geeky and you wanted to spend the money on tech stuff, and not cooking or whatever else, like I was saying, uh, I would recommend getting a Raspberry Pi and trying to figure out some of the fun geeky projects that you can do with that because you can make some awesome cool stuff with that. I have a whole book dedicated to it. Do stuff with the kids and stuff, and it's an awesome way to spend your time, and you learn a lot doing it. Nice. All right. Uh, last question. It's a fun one. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent them in. Uh, we'll, we'll get to more next week. Uh, Cause MC says, uh, Gordon, where did you get that awesome shirt? 
I think I just looked for a Star Wars X-Wing pilot shirt on Amazon, and it just and I bought the cheapest one I could because I only use it here. In my X-Wing. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. Do you mean in your X-Wing? <laughs> in my X-Wing. Uh, nice. All right, that's uh, that's it. Um, yeah, let's 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 get out of here, Gordon. I, I get some lunch to eat. Good idea. I'm hungry too, and I need more coffee. Oh wait, where are my notes? Sorry. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, if you're on one of those services, please leave a comment and a review because every time you do. Somebody gets a new pizza oven. Saying questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis at AO Brad Charkis. I was going to say <laughs> Keith May, which is my notes from last week. Not there. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the aisle switch. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody. And congratulations again uh, to the team who made Alien for winning uh, this prestigious award. Uh, we will see everybody later. Bye. <laughs>